Wow, that was a quick, a quick, abrupt ending of Stacy's greatest hits. D on the audio, yeah, on the yeah. audio board with that smooth fade yeah. out of Stacy's greatest calls. Man, that was about wow. as smooth as a plane crash. <laughs> it just stopped in the middle since all the humanity. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Come on, man. Come on. Let the let the let the vibe flow. Let let it flow. Let us flow into it. The man. Hindenburg is down. Man, it's like when somebody <laughs> says the wrong word in the party and the record stops. Yeah. <laughs> scratches. That's him. Hey, it's time for a brand new episode of Give Me the Hot Sauce. If you're counting at home, this is episode one sixteen. It may be perhaps the most anticipated episode of Gimme the Hot Sauce in the history of the show. The big baller himself, LeVar Ball, is going to join us in just a few minutes. I know Bulls fans are very curious about what's going on with Lonzo. What's the real story behind his knee issues right now? And will he be able to return to the Bulls, if not this year, hopefully by the start of next season? So LeVar Ball is going to join us in a little bit. And before we move on to talk about basketball, we want to Talk about a milestone reached by our good friend Stacy King, who celebrated a birthday on Sunday. So happy birthday. You know what, Mark? Once you turn 35, you just don't celebrate anymore. Yeah. Okay, I could be 100 years old. I don't know. I can't, I can't <laughs> tell you when the last time I celebrated a birthday. But I just want to send a special shout out to, you know, America, Bulls Nation, uh, all my close friends who reached out and said happy birthday. Not rich. Not Rich. Rich didn't do it. <laughs> he had an nerve to give me a card three days later. Come on, man. That is like a little kindergartner wrote on it. Yeah. I didn't accept it. Okay. But for all the people who wish me a happy birthday on Twitter, Instagram, all social media uh, platforms, I just want to send a special thank you out to you guys. It meant a lot. Um, it's awesome to see so many people, you know, recognize it. You know, I don't recognize it, but I'm glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when you get to a certain age, Mark, you know, it's just like, it's a sundial. He's just kind of going slow. So I just have this vision, you know, since you celebrate a birthday on the 29th and Chuck Swirsky has a birthday on the 30th, I can just see Chuck sidling up to you going, hey, Stace, <laughs> let's go out for dinner. Celebrate our birthday. Okay. See, Mark, you see, that's uncalled for. Okay. <laughs> see, Chuck is a friend of the program. You may not ever come Absolutely. on the show because what you just did. Okay. Listen. I just want to say Chuck Swirsky has the most energy of anyone. Absolutely. I've ever seen. He's just a walking five hour energy. And he that turned guy, 89 and he's still listen, going strong. <laughs> still dancing. Listen, I, I, I finally got a chance to see him dance after a win. Yeah. We hadn't had a lot of those, you know, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but I saw him do his little film dance the other day and, and it was, the, it was like the cutest thing. You it's know? joy. It's, you know, it's, like, joy. it's like a little leprechaun. Yeah. He's dancing, you know, like the rainbow at the end of the rainbow with the pot of gold. You know, it was cute. It was cute. I, it's the first time I seen it live. Normally I just see it on Twitter, but I got to see it live and, uh, I really don't want to see it again. I'm just, I, didn't, I didn't say that. That was that was Tracy. That's my alter ego. See, I got two. There's Stacy and Tracy. So anytime someone says something that's not you know yeah. you know, professional, that's Tracy saying that. Well, speaking of leprechauns, I imagine Tim <laughs> Kelly was a big hit on the disco floor back in the day. Oh yeah, I could tear it up. Did you? Big break dancer. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that that I would not want to see. You know, you that, know tight, tight, tight jeans. <laughs> parachute, you know, parachute you know, pants. bell, but bell bottoms. You know, shirt wide open with gold chains. <laughs> My vans. sweating, yeah. just sweating. He's the only one in the club sweating. Yeah, yeah I know. I seen it. I, I can sweat it. when I'm swimming. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Tim Kelly, ready to roll oh, on episode 116. I can't wait to hear what kind of question he has for LeVar Ball, but I can guarantee you one thing. It will be the last question of the interview because we are not going <laughs> to run off another guest with some crazy comment from Tim Kelly. I might have to jump in here and there, though. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just see him. Wait a minute. Is there security in the uh, Sriracha <laughs> studio? I just saw some weird guy just walk by I'd never seen before. Uh, let me get my strap. Hold on. What's going on? <laughs> hey, do you know that guy? Seriously. I saw Pavel on the way. Did you see him? You know him? Oh, yeah. 
I don't have media security. Okay, okay. well, hey, hey, you got to start announcing yourself when you come in the studio. You got to sign a piece of paper saying that you are in the studio because we never we might have a disgruntled employee for Tim, and yeah. I might be, you know, I might be, you know, we might be caught, caught in the middle yeah. of it. Because yeah. I saw Pavel out there as I was walking. I was a little nervous yeah. when I was walking into the studio. I see Pavel outside with his little glow in the dark blue jacket. It was a little puff coat and it was shiny. And I saw him <laughs> and I was like, he's like, hey, you know, I said, hey, Pavel, you know, man, when are you gonna come on the show? He's like, never. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's okay. got his own show. Yeah, he's like, never. Big hit in Russia. Never. I yeah. said, come on, man. Come on. Come on back to the show, man. Come on. We want you back on the show. I so. want to crush you. Yeah, see? <laughs> I must break you. But he didn't want to come on the show because he said, yeah. you know what? You guys cast me to the side. You got, you know, you got your little Sriracha team. Now, you don't need me. I said, Pavel, that's not. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. David Ruffin. Come on back in the group. Come on back in the group, baby. Come back to the Temptations. Yeah, he was welcome. You know, anytime he wants to hop on the show, we'd always love to hear from Pablo. Yeah, he doesn't like you, Mark. Yeah, well, that's, so that's, that very, that's very <laughs> obvious. There's a lot of people don't like you. There's a lot of people after you, Mark. Yeah, Chuck Swirsky, add his name to the list. Chuck Swirsky on line two, please. Okay. All right, let's talk basketball. Since we've uh, basically offended a bunch of people at the start of the Just show. Just some more sponsors. Yeah, that's, that's what we do here on Give Me the Hot Sauce. The Bulls, they've lost three of the last four, and in all three of those games, Stacey, they had double-figure leads. The the one in Indiana was really tough when they're up by 21, and then that was a game when they had a three-game winning streak. You're thinking, all right, they're going to win six in a row, get back over 500. What in the world is going on with the Chicago Bulls? <sighs> Hold on, Mark. <laughs> That's why he's got a beer in front of him today. America, I don't drink, but this team <laughs> has made me drink. Okay, this week I'm drinking. Um it is just the craziest thing. Yeah. You know, they play so well for a half. And then it's almost like they forget how they got the lead and how they played the game. And then they go away from that and start going individuals uh, more. You know, they call it hero ball, whatever you want to call it. It goes to that. And it's very frustrating because this team is much better than the record. Oh, you're stopping there. I thought there was more to come. Mark, I'm just, I'm just right now. I'm just, oh, Mark, you hit me with an early question. I wasn't prepared for it. Okay, <laughs> what is what's up going on with the Bulls? That's out of your wheelhouse, <laughs> Mark, Mark. Mark, you know what? You know what, Mark? It's hurting right now. I'm hurting right yeah. now because it, the loss, the loss to the Clippers last night, man, it was just so frustrating because it's on. It's a good team, so you automatically assume they were going to win that game. They played such a good first quarter. Jumped yep, out on them, nineteen points. Yeah. Vooch was hitting shots. My frustration more is, is like, okay, when does the mental toughness kick in? Because these games are you're losing. This is where you've got to get mentally tough to grind through and, and battle through. And it's not showing. They get away from the things that they have success with. Vooch was rolling. Some nights it can be Zach. Some nights it can be DeMar. But when it's Vooch's night, and it's been his night for a while these last couple of hits, both Patrick Williams has played well, too. They get away from those guys. Vooch had, I think Vooch took, you know, had five points in the second half after having double figures. I think he had 17, I think, at halftime or whatever it was, 16, and only got five points afterwards because they, they went away from him and they don't go to him. And it's like that's their biggest way to success because Vooch is not selfish. You know, there's some big guys that are black holes. You throw it in there, you ain't getting it back. But Vooch is going to spread that ball. He's going to spray that ball around the place. If you're open, he's going to find you. If you cut, he's going to hit you with a bounce pass for a layup. If if you're open in the corner, he's going to find you. He gives up the ball even way before a double team comes. And, and so he's a willing passer. So play through him. Get, let him get you easier shots. And then, and then you're going to win these games. But to not touch the ball the last five minutes, you know, not be part of the, the you know, the, the, the solution the last five minutes of that game yesterday was obvious. 
you and uh, Adam mentioned on the broadcast in the early minutes of that game that they were actually running plays for Vucevic. They're running him off screens. He's making oh. throw cuts, catching the oh. ball, shooting. And then we didn't see it anymore. No, it's, a, it's like it's like a tease. You tease you a couple, two or three plays, and he hits them. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty dynamic to see a center getting a down screen and coming mm-hmm. up shooting a jump shot wide open because, you know, the center on the other team is not going to come up. You know, Zubak's not going to come out after him because he has to run too far. So Vucevic's coming out wide open, catching his shooting. That's the kind of plays I want to see Zach do as well. Those mm-hmm. two are your best, you know, the two of your best three-point shooters. You've got to find ways to get the, your playmakers the ball. Now, listen, I'm a big DeMar DeRozan fan, huge, but it wasn't his night last night. Yeah, he had a rough you know, night. He had a rough night last night. I don't know what it was. He had eight turnovers. He just didn't look comfortable with the basketball. I don't know if it's one of those situations where – he was going at the trying to go at the Clippers because it's an LA team and they didn't, you know, they, you know, they didn't offer him a con whatever. Well, I don't know the dynamics of it, but it looked like he was really pressing against that particular team more than I've ever seen since he's been here. And eight turnovers, um, looking for fouls, wasn't getting him. A lot of times, you know, he was he was asking for fouls and they weren't fouls. Like he just lost his dribble or he fell down and and there weren't fouls. So he was very frustrated last night. You know, they could have easily tossed him, too. There's a couple of times he could have got tossed, but they didn't. So it wasn't his night. And that's when guys as professional athletes have to say, hey, look, it ain't me tonight. It's someone else. So I'm going to do what I and I give Zach credit. And I'm not here talking trash about Zach because Zach, I thought Zach did other things when his shot wasn't falling. He had 14 rebounds, was a career high. He all missed a triple double by a couple. So he was doing other things, you know, Um so he was doing other things to get himself involved to help his team win. And that's what guys have to do. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices, Mark, in your game when someone else has it going. So you say, oh, Vooch got it going. Let's go to him tonight. He might go for 40. Oh, Patrick Williams is going tonight. Let's get him because 95% of the time it's going to be those other two guys that are going to be getting off. And so when you got someone else, the third option, the fourth option, when they're getting off, you ride them, you ride them to the wheels fall off. And then when they get tired then you come back to the, the two main guys and you finish the game. Second time in the last four games where the Bulls couldn't execute a simple inbounds play in the final seconds. And Billy Donovan afterwards was fairly candid in saying that they just didn't run the play right. Some of the players were, were you know, a little bit foggy on that saying, well, uh, you know, I was supposed to cut here and this guy, you did a great job of telestrating that, showing exactly how that play was supposed to be run. And then you ended up with, with DeMar and Zach both cutting to the same spot on the floor. You know, uh, they asked me to do that. The studio asked me to telestrate it at the end to talk about it since I was there. Um, so that was the element they put in, you know, last night in the um, post game mm-hmm. show. Um, listen, I drew it up on a play. That doesn't mean that was actual play. That's what I perceived the play was going to be. So I'm not saying, oh, that's the play they ran and it it didn't work. But the way it was executed, you know, it could have worked if people would have been where they were supposed to be. Because the first thing you're down, was it down three? Okay, you got a chance to tie it up. Who are your best three point shooters? Three of them were out there. There was Kobe White. There was Zach. And then there was Vooch. Okay. now DeMar DeRozan has won many games in the last second shot and hit a three. But if you're going off, if you're going off the. You know, the consensus of how the game was played last night, he wasn't the guy. He wasn't the guy you want taking that shot because he was struggling all night long. So Zach has proven to be able to hit those catch and shoot fadeaway threes. That's that's where he's really good at. He's a he's a shot creator and a shot maker. Sometimes they're bad shots, but he's a guy that can make that shot. So when he's coming off that down screen, there was a screen with Vooch and there's a screen with DeMar. Those two guys were setting the screen. So once he sets the screen, Vooch is the last should be the last person to set that last screen. And then he should pop out 
or dive cut to the basket. One of the two. And then Zach curls to the wing where he was going. So now he's going with his right hand and he's going to be fading towards with his strong hand. And DeMar broke the play because he felt like I felt like he thought that it was going to be a five second call. It's getting close. Yeah. So and, you know, Crusoe had the ball. And so DeMar broke to a spot where Zach was running to. Now, you can say, well, Zach didn't get there fast enough, whatever. Zach Steele got there and they both got there at the same time. And Kawhi Leonard was standing right there. And that was a steal for him. And Ty Lue is a good coach, uh, very well recognized around the league. He had. Nick Batum standing on the three-point line, just waiting to pick up anybody coming off the screen. So that that play wasn't going to work to start with because Zach coming off that screen, Nick Batum was just standing there waiting for him. They'll give you a two. You can throw it over the top for a layup. They'll give you that all night. So you've got to find a way to counteract Well, really, Kobe was open. You know, if you if I would have kept going through that, you would have seen that Kobe was open and he would have been even more open if Vooch would have uh, dove to the basket because Kobe's man in the corner would have had to take that. And so that would have left Kobe to come up a little bit. So so, you know, Crusoe could throw it over the top and he'd been wide open for a, a three point shot. Now, whether he makes it or misses it, we don't know. Right. But at least you want to have a and it chance. shouldn't come down to that anyway. Yeah. No, no, it shouldn't come down to that. But what you want to give yourself a chance, Mark, any time of those situations, but to not get a shot off, to not even get an opportunity, that hurts. Today, as we're recording, is February 1st. The NBA trade deadline is February 9th, so it's right around the corner. Bulls, as a lot of teams are involved in trade chatter, a lot of it is just garbage. It's made up by people that are on social media. Some of it has some merit. Um what do you think the Bulls are going to do, Stacey? I, I mean, they're in a weird position because now they're, what, 10th or 11th in the East, and they're, and they're trying to figure out what direction this team is going to go in in the future. Do you anticipate anything significant before February 9th? I, I don't know, Mark. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, Seriously, tough. what are you going to do? You don't have any you draft know, picks. I mean, you don't have any draft picks. You have no future. So you got a protected pick. What are you going to do? I mean, you know, you, there's the tradable piece you have is Andre Drummond. Maybe Drogic, you know, Kobe, I heard Kobe, Kobe White, White, Kobe yeah. White for, for, um, that makes Jay no Crowder. sense. That makes no, makes sense. no yeah. sense at all. <laughs> yeah. That's why you can't listen to anybody yeah. on the outside because yeah. people come up with all these crazy trade scenarios that don't work for either team. Okay. So if you're the Bulls, why would you trade a guy who hasn't played all year long? Who's basically, you know, 34, almost 34, 35 years old. And, you know, and the Suns have a ton of guards. They don't need a guard for for and everybody's so quick to cast Kobe off. You know, if we haven't learned anything, if if, if the team hasn't learned anything, how about looking over at Lowry marketing right now? Looking at Lowry marketing right now and the development that he's had in less than a year. He he should have been a starter on the All Star team. He'll be named a pol- reserve tomorrow. Pol- politics kept him out of starting lineup, but he he should have been the starting lineup. So, but he'll be on the All Star team. Yep. Okay. Now, not how many years removed from that we had him. Year and a half. No, not, yeah. yeah, a year and a half. So this kid in a year and a half has shown you that he is an all-star caliber player. So the key is, is to be patient with these young kids. You look at Patrick Williams. We we showed an interesting stat yesterday with Patrick Williams from January 1st. He's averaged close to 13 points a game, shooting 48% from the field, uh, over 42% from the three point line, arguably the bull's best three point shooter in the month of January. He's averaging 1.2 steals, uh, five point something rebounds. And he's just in blocks. He's got one block. So he's playing a complete game. He's playing in the role where they envision him to be right now. He's the fourth option next to the three veteran all-star caliber players. And he's playing that role. He's being more aggressive. He's shooting the ball and he's only going to get better. He shows you flashes this month. Like, whoa, 
I mean, this kid, I mean, he played Kawhi Leonard about as good as you can play Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard still had 33, but he made Kawhi Leonard have to work for everything he got last night. And people sometimes overlook that. His defense is top notch. That's one thing about that kid. You, you can say whatever you want. He's not aggressive. He's this. He doesn't shoot the ball. You can say whatever you want about Patrick Williams. One thing you can't say about him, that he's not an elite defender. He can guard anyone, one through five on the floor. He is an asset that must be retained. One decision that the Bulls are going to have to make is comes down to the economics of the NBA, and that is the contract situation of Nikola Vucevic. He'll be a free agent at the end of the season. There was, according to most reports, uh, including from our friend Casey Johnson, there were no real negotiations done this past summer to extend Vuce. So you have to make a decision if you're AK, if I'm not going to pay him what he wants, maybe I need to trade him to get some asset back. The Bulls need first-round draft picks. If a team is going to offer you a first-round draft pick, and you know Vooch's salary demands are beyond what you're prepared to pay, he could be a guy that moves before next week Thursday. What is it that he wants? You well, know, we I don't mean, know that's exactly. What I'm saying. Right. No, no one knows what he wants. No one, I mean, this is a guy who has proven that, you know, he's a, came out and said, you know, he, he, he'll he take less money to play somewhere where he feels like he's wanted and that his family enjoys being there. Um, you know, but you got to remember, he's in his 30s, you know, and so um, – the Bulls are in a tough situation because, you, you know, you don't know what Lonzo's status is going right. to be. And we'll talk and, about and, that and, in a minute that, with LeVar Ball. And that's the key right there is like, okay, what's our point guard situation? You know, we got Patrick Williams. We got Kobe White. You know, you got Io DeSumo. I mean, you've got a lot of young talent. Now the key is, okay, so we, we try to stay with this veteran lineup. We try to, you know, win with, you know, you know, win, win now mentality, right. but it's not happening. So now where do we go? Because obviously this is not the same team that was here last year. It's not the same. They got the same personnel, got the same people, but it's not the same team. They're not playing the same way. You know, they're, they're not coming out every single night and, and coming out prepared, coming out ready to go to war every single night. And that's a problem. As you know how hard it is to win in this league. I mean, this is, you just can't show up just because you got a Chicago Bulls jersey on and say, we're here, give us the W, all right, we can go home. It doesn't work that way. Because one of the things that this team doesn't understand is, regardless of their record, the Bulls are, the Bulls are everybody's Super Bowl. Okay, the Bulls fan base travels everywhere. People cheer for the Bulls when they're on the on the visitors courts. So the other team is gets pissed off about that. Like, wait a minute, y'all coming to cheer these these dudes (laughs) off? Really? You know, and then and then we you know, we were talking about this the other day. It's like, you know, I was talking to somebody in the Charlotte radio. They were talking about, you know, maybe the Bulls look at these teams that are under 500 and say, you know, it's a trap game. You know, but now teams are saying that to the Bulls. If we don't come out to ready to play, it's a trap game because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, we, you know, Bulls are walking out. Some of the, you know, they're walking out saying, well, we got, we got, um, you know, Charlotte, we should beat them. We don't know if ball's going to play or somebody's out the lineup. We should beat them. And they're not coming out mentally prepared to play, whereas they come out locked in against good teams. That Orlando game. They came in locked in because they knew that Orlando would blow the doors off of them if they didn't come out and play hard and compete. So they came ready to play. But the the previous two games, you know, um, you know, you go to Indiana and you go to Charlotte. They they came out for half and had that attitude. And the second half was like, okay, we we did what we were supposed to do in the first half. Play good team ball, good ball movement, twenty some assists. Everybody looked good. Now it's time for me to go get mine. And when you do that kind of, you play that way. That's when you start having problems. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You'll hear a lot more rumors surrounding the Bulls in the next week. There'll be people saying uh, maybe teams are coming after DeMar DeRozan, trying to get Zach Levine off the roster. AK and Mark Eversley have decisions to make not only for the rest of this season, but for the long-term future of the franchise. That's their job. So it's going to be fascinating to see. we got another show coming up on Sunday that we're going to be doing live before the trade deadline. So we'll get into some of that discussion during that show. But we've got LeVar Ball coming up just in a couple of minutes. And really, that's been one of the main stories behind the Bulls struggles this year is not having that dynamic point guard in Lonzo Ball who can also make threes is also a key to your defense he does so many things for this team he's been out and we'll, we'll hear from LeVar as to when his, uh, his son might be able to return but first I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors our guy Jeff Vukovic when it comes to insurance for your auto home and business make sure you contact the king of insurance that's our friend nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic you can reach him at jeffvuk.com that's Jeff vuk.com uh, we gave the sriracha singers uh, a couple of cracks at this you guys want another shot or no, they're, they fired. Done? they're fired they're done they're fired. Right. I'm, giving, I'm giving it to i'm giving it to maddie maddie come on over here maddie, <laughs> maddie come on we need a female voice come on come on maddie okay maddie maddie doesn't want to do it tim it's your turn go ahead All right. good tim no come on hey, hey uh how about christopher walken, yeah, christopher walken. Let's, let's see what you got oh that's interesting <laughs> Nationwide is on your side. Okay, that's enough. Christopher Walken, no, that's horrible. That is horrible. It's not okay. Jeff, you know Jeff, 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 I'm sorry, Jeff, Jeff. You know, you're Jeff, done. you know what? You're done. Okay. You're Jeff, done. Jeff, Jeff, he's getting ready to get throw points. I'm sorry that we we let Christopher Walken's drunk butt sing. He's terrible. Okay. Nationwide is on your side. There Don't you tell go. Yeah, there you go. Jeff, that was for you. We're sorry about Christopher Walken. He'll never do it again. Except no imitations. <laughs> Stacey King hater, with the nationwide hater, jingle. Hater alert. For all your insurance needs, contact Jeff Vukovic at jeffvuk.com. Before we bring in LeVar Ball, we want to talk briefly about one of the big topics, the NBA officiating. LeBron James oh. is going to get an Emmy or an Oscar for his his pouting after he, he was obviously fouled. But, you know, it's happened to other guys before in that, in that Celtics-Lakers game the other day where if he would have got the call, they would have won the game and they end up losing in overtime. Stand in line. Yeah, there's a layout, we don't right. want to hear that. I don't want to hear all that. The Bulls have probably lost five games this year for officiating. OK, staying in line. But I sympathize with them. The performance is great, though. He's hey, listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Something about that performance. OK, because it was brought to my attention. I wasn't even paying attention to it, but it was brought to my attention. OK, now look, wait, look, 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 look. Yeah, look, that look, was actually look, in the look, referee's look, official okay. Twitter account. Look, look at all this begging they put in there. It was gut wrenching for us. This yeah. play will weigh heavily on calls, sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees. Who the hell wrote that? We haven't we, seen that before. No, let me tell you something. Hallmark. We didn't get that. Hallmark. No, that sounds like they want Hallmark. the ref card back. Let me tell you something. When 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 we when they came when they came at me and Adam, yeah. they didn't say oh, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. They didn't send no little heartfelt. We're sorry, Bulls. We we know this hurt. We no, you, know what they say? you know what they said to me and Adam? <laughs> they said us. They're gonna try to front us out yeah. for a call that happened three weeks earlier against Houston and and totally disregarded what happened that game in, in Cleveland. And so you're gonna try to point out something that we said, and you made yourself look stupid yeah. because everybody roasted you for it because you thought you were trying to get over and trying to, you know, deflect what happened the night before. But they got you, referee. Gotcha. <laughs> Look at that. Is that ours right there? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go through them all. So it was October 22nd against the Wizards. Oh, Lord. This is the 31st, the first game against Cleveland. Oh, look at that. Oh, Lord. Second game against Cleveland. Yeah, there have been a few where the Bulls have yeah, been on the wrong but, end. But, but, but the way they, okay, two overreactions. 
One, Le- LeBron James overreacting, looking at the scoreboard, making sure everybody sees him. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, it's a camera on me. <laughs> Why? Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. Why? Why? I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. And then the referee's overreaction. Just begging. Oh, it's gut-wrenching. We yeah. couldn't sleep. I didn't eat. <laughs> I just wanted, I just, I didn't know what to do. I just, I'm so sorry, Laker Nation. I'm like, are you serious? Look at this. Like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of the game last night at the gut wrench, and it's gut wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily. <laughs> oh, because it costs sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. No. It should yeah. have Meryl Streep playing the part of that. Uh, it was, it was, it seriously, it was overreaction. Yeah. Okay. Like, like I have a problem with the referees even putting that last two minutes up. Just stop. Just stop. Right. We stop, we, listen, that, yeah. stop putting that up because I know why they're doing it, you know, because of the past things that have happened, you know, the betting on games, the, the officials doing all that. But it, even to me, it makes it even worse because it, because you're, you're, you're admitting an error, a blatant error that costs another team a game. So then what happens is people go, well, what are the lines on that game? Was it two points? <laughs> you know, was that two points right there for LeBron to win that game? Was that, yeah. was that on there? I mean, people start questioning that. And they're not saying it's true. Don't get me wrong. But look at this. If the Bulls had won three games, who is this? Taco Trey. Yeah, he used to be on uh, one of the show they had on NBA TV. Him and his three buddies, they canceled that show. Oh, Taco but Trey. He's a big Bulls fan, though. Yes, that's good. Taco Trey, shout out to you, Taco yeah. Trey Kirby. That's I like your little tweet right there. But... The Bulls would have been 26 and 23 on those games. Mm-hmm. Okay. We didn't get an apology. No. We we didn't get, you know, we, got, we didn't get any of that. It was just like, deal with it. <laughs> we got you in there. We have another one for you. Here, here's two for you. Yeah. Oh, you want three, four dollars? There's three more. games. Yeah. Here's Thank you, sir. Can we have another? <laughs> so, so I don't, man, I don't want to hear all that. Like, do your job. Yeah. You know, be responsible for calling the game. And, and my biggest problem, and I said this, I said this a couple weeks ago, have two veteran officials. And then one young official. Right. Don't have two young officials and one veteran official because the veteran official just sits there and lets the two young guys call the games. And they, they're calling technicals on people. There's a stoppage of play like every, you know, every time down the floor. So neither team can get into a rhythm. They're calling it like it's a high school game. Bring two veteran officials, your two best officials, and bring one, bring one young one and teach them the ropes, teach them how to call the game properly. That's what they should do. But, you know, listen, I'm just a man sitting next to the man sitting next to the man. Okay. <laughs> no one's listening to me, America. And if anybody's listening to me now, I'm sorry I had to have a little rant about the, the officials because seriously, it was terrible. They shouldn't have done that. They should have left that. They should never tweeted that. I'm gut wrenching because it makes it look like you favor LeBron. Oh, LeBron, we're so sorry. It's gut wrenching. You know who might have an opinion on NBA officiating Ooh. is our special guest coming up. LeVar Ball is Big in the Sriracha waiting room. So we're going to talk to him about Lonzo's knee and his upcoming status for the rest of the season. We'll talk to him about uh, all the things surrounding one of the most outspoken guys while working the media circuit these days. Give that man Ball. his respect. Give yep. that man his respect. He is coming up next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Episode 116 of Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on. And when Stacy told me about our next guest, I was excited. And it's been burning up on social media that we had the big baller himself, LeVar Ball, joining Give Me the Hot Sauce. Thank you so much for joining us today. And LeVar, you're never a guy who's understated, but you've taken kind of a low profile the last few years. We haven't seen as much of you in the media. Was that a, a conscious decision on your no, part? No, to the media, you have the COVID and all that. <laughs> you can't even travel. I ain't going nowhere where you got to have a mask on and all this stuff. You ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. 
That's when people say he took a step back. Take a step back. I hear, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and we're glad you're here with us. Son. Give me the hot sauce. We were yeah, just talking about hot sauce. We were just talking like about NBA officiating. Uh, what? What? Do you got any thoughts on uh, on the whole LeBron James thing the other night, where the league apologized to LeBron James for that call at the end of the game? Uh, like I said, man, that's, that's something crazy like that. Apologize. Who cares? <laughs> Apologize. You still lost. You're still out there doing it. That's like me uh, slapping you in your face. You got a dent in your eye. And I say, man, you know what? I lost my mind. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have never did that. But you got a lump in your head. So <laughs> it, it don't mean nothing that I said I'm sorry. Just for the thing to say, oh, you know, we said we was wrong. We sorry. Okay. Let's change the thing man, and say we won. How about you do that? Dude? Yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> so exactly. it don't matter that you say you sorry or apologize. That don't mean nothing. So tell tell our listeners what it's like in the day and life of LeVar Ball on a daily basis out in Chino Hills. A daily basis? It's, it's a beautiful thing because I, I don't have to do nothing I don't want to do. I just do what I want to do. So 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 like I said, I don't let the, the, the money drive me. So I, I get to get up when I want to. I go to sleep when I want to. I'm not like Charles Barkley and them and be sleeping on the set. You know when you sleep at you somewhere <laughs> and when you sleep, when you're nodding off, that means you don't want to be there. You know what I know? I go take me a three-hour nap from 12 to 3. Three hours. You can take a three-hour nap. You got to be the boss to be able to do that. So when I sleep, I sleep in my bed. I don't sleep on the job. That means them guys don't want to be there. That's why they're nodding off. <laughs> not me. Big ball asleep. In his bed at home, I handle stuff. But when you're an employee, guess what? Make sure you got your suit and tie on and be there on time. I don't care how long it is. Wait till we finish the show. Good point. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Say nodding off. <laughs> yes, I'm not doing that. So I'm having a great life. I go get me some donuts. I cook when I want to. I make me the best breakfasts. I, here's the thing. People look at me sometimes and say, LaVar, you don't have no, no chains on your neck. You don't have no Rolexes and all that stuff on. I said, the guy asked me the other day, he said, excuse me, LeVar, what time is it? I said, well, hell, I don't know. I ain't got to be nowhere on time. I don't wear no watch. I don't wear no watch or nothing. I said, I I get there when I get there. I'm going to have to steal that line. I like that line. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to steal that one. Oh, the big baller come up with some good sayings, baby. I thought I was the king of the catchphrases, baby. You got some catchphrases, too. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do your thing, man. I I like your style. Plus, you know the game of basketball, which is crazy. I appreciate that. I appreciate like, that. Certain people know the game, and some people just be looking at it like, hey, he was telling me about my boy back in the day. And I said, you know what? What y'all don't understand about Lonzo is his his gift is not scoring points. His gift is not assists. His gift is he make everybody around him better, regardless. That's his gift. Win or lose, he's going to make everybody better around him. That's what people don't get. They stuck on, he needs to score more. He needs to do this. He needs, no, 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 no. Hey, when he played with Zach and and, and, and DeMar, they was considered DeMar MVP of the league. Now you don't play with Lonzo, no plan now. I guess nobody say nothing about it. Brandon Ingram, he was a, he was a all-star and all that. But now, now, no. As soon as you get away from so So, like I said, even in high school, you can see, we went undefeated with his brothers. And, and, and two guys was fresh out of the eighth grade. One guy never played varsity before, Eli. And Jello only had uh, two years of the, uh, varsity. And then you got one senior. Lonzo make everybody get a scholarship. And they're not looking at it like that. He go to any team. I mean, he make Clarkson look better. He look make Kuzma look better for the Lakers. 
to get traded. Larry Nance's son look good. Lonzo make everybody look good. Make Zion look good. Everybody. But when you take him out the picture, kind of raggedy. Don't hear about him no more. I'd That's agree. I, hey, hey, I, I would totally agree with you. I've said that from day one. Um, you yes. know, last year, last year when he came on this team, um, this team took off. I mean, it was they were one of the best yes. teams in the NBA. And then when he got hurt and we went in the second half of the season without him, you could tell a huge gaping hole was left there because not only does he set the tempo and he, you know, he takes pressure off everybody else. He gets the ball to the people right. in the right position. Guys come off screens. The ball is delivered at the right time in the right place. And all they got to do is shoot it. The big fella, right. the big fella knows he gets on the block. He's going to get it. If he has his left hand up, it's going to his left hand. If his right hand's up, it's going to his right hand. He reads everything and surveys everything. But where I think he's really missed that is the, you know, the way he has made these other guys efficient scores. You know, DeMar was yes. an efficient score last year. You know, Zach was an efficient score last year. They didn't have to work as hard to get buckets as they are now. And I think everybody's starting to see, you know, the, the absence of Lonzo Ball and appreciate Right. what he brings to the table. Man, because I saw a play the other day. These, uh, Chicago threw the ball on the side, but he threw the ball in the direction of Zach and DeMar at the same time. And both of them went for the ball and lost it at the end. Yep. I was like, man, see, I would never had it with both of you superstars standing in the same spot. Heck no. Both, both of them suckers were going to be big dogs. Give me that ball. Yeah, you Both go lose and try to go after that. I looked at the thing like that. I was like, wow. Hey, did you know LeVar's a better lip syncer than Lonzo? I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. What happened? That you're a better lip syncer, though, than Lonzo. Then I'm a better lip syncer? Yeah. The contest you had. Oh, the contest. <laughs> I talk, but see, here we go with entertainment again. See, I'm an entertainer. <laughs> I'm an entertainer. <laughs> and people used to say, you know, they used to tell me this, oh, LeVar, you're taking all the light from your son. Wait a minute. If you love basketball, stop looking at me. Look on the court. That's where my son's at. But I'm more entertaining, so you're going to look off the court. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, and I say, I ain't taking a life. I'm from LA South Central. We loud. From the hood. Ah, Bonzo from Chino Hills. Chill. Cool. So you always going to look at the guy who's a little louder. That's, that's me. But they're not going to be like me because they weren't raised in the hood like me. They was raised in Chino Hills. It's a difference. So we're going to have different personalities, but people think they're supposed to be like me. You just got to get them in the right setting, like playing Monopoly or backgammon and dominoes. They get so loud and crazy. You'd be like, man, what sounds just like LeVar? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it is. But Lonzo going to make, make everybody believers, man. And, and like I said, the, the winning, that's what these guys got to do. But at some point, all my sons going to play on the same team and y'all going to see the world's greatest show. That's my biggest question right there. That's my question to you because I'm I'm a big component of of your son Jello being in the league, especially with the league being a premium of shooters. He can yes. shoot it just as good as anybody you know in this league. And for him not to be in the league right now and then being on the the G League team in in Charlotte uh, is to me is just a joke because again, when the league is is you know set up for shooting and three point shooting, and he's got a nice strong body, he can go inside, he can score, he's tough. That no one is. Getting Giving him an opportunity to to be on an NBA roster and really give him a legit look. How, how do you feel about that? Well, my, my thing is this, man. When you're a star, your light gonna shine either through the bottom of that crack or the keyhole or something, but you can't stop it from shining. And, and, and what happens is, let me tell you about my boys. Lonzo is very good at what he does, which is make everybody better around him. That's his that's his thing. Make everybody better. Melo. Win or lose, he's going to keep the eyes on. That's my showstopper. So he's going to fill them seats up. 
because he can score. He can do his thing. He loved to score, though. He just played point guard out of necessity, but he really loved to score. The only person that can let him score crazy is Lonzo got to play that point. Now he can go back and forth. Second thing is, Jello is my best score out of all my boys. Every league he done played in, he was the leading scorer when you let him do his thing, no matter where he go. High school, JBA, uh, overseas, whatever, till people start getting jealous. Listen to me, and I'll tell you this. Everybody was talking about that he played with Melo. Okay. But his running mate is Lonzo. If you ever put Lonzo and him together, Jello will lead the league in scoring with no problem on the fact that that fool can catch that ball over the shoulder. So Lonzo going to have 15 assists every night with Jello on the fact that he can shoot the three. And when he leak out, when he don't get no rebound, he can run to the post and give you a jump hook with either hand. And he's strong enough to battle. So now you got to put that big man back there. And now he's going to be on the three-point line shooting threes. Because all the guards from one to three, he's going to kill everybody. He's too strong. So whenever he played with all his brothers, if he ever played with Lonzo and Melo, he'll lead the league in scoring average 35, 40 points a game. And he only got to play three quarters. They was doing that in high school. Hey, and that was in 32 minutes as babies. Can you imagine them playing, hey, 36 minutes, which is three quarters, and when he had to play the fourth quarter? Just throwing that ball. They ain't going to get tired. They going to kill him. That's why I can't wait till he link up with, with his brothers and show everybody in the world he good at what he do, which has always been a score. Even in my JBA, he averaged 50. If you average 50 at the YMCA, you good. 50 anywhere. Yeah. So I'm telling you, He's going to get that ball and be more efficient. I've always made him the best scorer on the fact that he can play inside and outside. He got the better jumper. He don't shoot a set shot. He shoot a jumper. That's that Ray Allen type stuff. Jumpers. And then in the post, he good with either hand, and he got that body to bag you in. He bench pressed 400 pounds. What guard going to bother him? They not. He's 6'6". He'd be the biggest uh, two-guard in the league and the strongest. And he can play with his back to the basket. But everybody be like, oh, he ain't going to be this. He's going to get that ball. Every time they give him an opportunity, they give him like 20 minutes or whatever, that's when he scored 20, 20 something points. And they be like, ah, oh, no, we're not going to do that. But I, I just got to wait. I don't wait this long. Somebody going to say, you know what? Put them three ball boys out there together. The last time they was together, they was perfect. Now watch what they do as grown men. That court going to be smaller and people going to love to play with them. And they gonna, got three guys out there with a great IQ now. Now everybody can go back into their – Perfect position, which is Melo running two. He want to be like Jordan and Kobe taking all the shots and shooting. That's why he scored all the points. And then Jello on the other side, he going to score the other ones. When Melo miss, he going to rebound. And they'll go, now Lonzo get to go back into his deal, which is I like to push the brakes, so now he going to rebound the ball. Now he going to get 15, 15, 20 rebounds on the defensive end. Because right now everybody, oh, Lonzo, play the best player and, and don't really crash the boards. Man, that's what he good at. Crashing the boards and pushing the brake. We turn everything into a fast break, and people say it can't happen. Shoot, and then my boys will turn around, mellow and jello, turn around and lock up on the one and the two. Now we press it. In the NBA, oh, you can't do that. Oh, shoot, yes, we can. Somebody gonna get tired. Ain't gonna be us. Because my boys is made for doing this. Playing, go home, go to sleep, and play again. Let's win. You ain't going to have no legs if you're going out to the clubs and all that because most of your talent come from the ghetto. So when you give them some money, now they want to be flashy and go out. My boys ain't worried about that. They just want to, together, all they're going to focus on is winning and grinning. 
And it's going to be hard to beat them because they ain't going to be going out partying all day. They're just going to be waiting for the next game. So we're going to press again. And people will be like, man, you can't press for no 80-something games if that's what you know how to do. They've been doing that all their life. My boys are the only ones to ever come to the NBA and got to slow down. Because like I said, by themselves, they okay. But together, they great. So how, how would how would the salary cap work if we had if a team made that possible? You get all three of them together, like you know, because there's a salary cap. <laughs> so it's a salary cap. But hey, I'm gonna tell you this: all three of my boys together, they gonna make it work because it ain't about the money. It's about let, let's say this: let's say you're making let's say you make five hundred million and you're losing every time. I used to guy that's a loser with a lot of money. Who cares? Or would you want to have a significant amount that you, this is what I tell my boys. I said, man, at the end of the day, listen to this. After you have bought everything, the houses, the cars, the jewelry, what's left? You better have a passion to do something. Okay, now you got a passion to play some basketball, whatever. At the end game, though, all you want to really do is you got to help somebody, whether it be one person, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, whatever. You got to help somebody at the end of the day. That's all. So all that money don't mean anything. You can't die with all that. So it's like after you got everything you want, let's see if we can help the next guy's career or the next person do something. That's the that's the end game. How many people can you help in your lifetime? I ain't saying go out there and do no stuff like no MC Hammer and have 400 people dancing and doing all this and you're paying them. Now you ain't dancing no more. No, no, don't kill yourself like that. I'm saying just just help somebody do something. And that's that's the end game. And that's why the, the big baller brand, like I said, I don't let this money drive me. No money going to be there. I just want to make this the biggest brand ever. Nobody, they look at me like that and they say, man, we got McDonald's, we got, got Nike. I'm like, yeah, you got it. Let me do my thing. But I tell you what, ain't nobody to sell no apparel. Listen to me, Stacey. They don't sell no <laughs> hot sauce. Oh, oh baby. Oh, oh, they're not ready for that. They ain't ready for that big baller. They sell apparel and the dude got hot sauce. I got a motorcycle jacket and I ain't even got a motorcycle. <laughs> I sell it, but I sell it because I can. That big ball of brand is is dangerous. I got some. I got lifestyle shoes that I sell for for seven hundred dollars and nine hundred dollars. I also got an athletic shoe that I sell. The 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 MB ones, the G threes, the ZO twos. Those athletic shoes. But Lisiaga can't make no athletic shoe. and talking about put this on the court. Ain't nobody doing that. And Nike and Adidas can't make no seven hundred dollar lifestyle shoe. They can make a casual shoe for one twenty. But I'm the only one that can do both. And people don't even see that. Like, dang, two deal like that can do both of them? So it's like, here's the thing. Since I'm not a publicly traded company, I can do whatever I want. The biggest thing in the world is to have a brand. And I, I got, I'm going to have water, rims and tires, clothes, whatever. All that's my stuff. Them triple Bs is going to be some of the strongest things. And when I finish with this, just like the, the names like Rolls Royce and Lamborghini, you're going to remember that ball name. You say, that sucker did it, boy. And I'm teaching my boys, it's not about the endorsements and all that. It's about that ownership. When you own something, that's yours. And you cannot be no billionaires unless you own it. Triple Bs, we own. So, so LeVar, is that uh, origin story start with the time you grabbed the three boys and ran them out of the gym? See, that's Protect the story they want. They, they want man, some, some girl came up with that when we was in Lithuania, and I, my boys told them about, here's, here's the real deal. We go play at Van Ness Park, which is a gym that my, me and my brothers always go down and play. It's in the hood, off Slauson. And uh, I told them, I said, you know what? 
we, we was playing down there a week before, and this young kid, about 20, 21, 22, he's okay. He talk a lot of smack. And I said, man, you just talk too much smack. That's your thing. You just got to play. You're a good player, though. That's what I'm telling you. I said, lucky me and my brothers in there, so it's five of us, and we all big and play. Uh, so anyways, the, the next week, I tell my boys, hey, I got to do something. I'm going to be there. So I'm probably about an hour late. So they didn't show up. But the same kid was down there an hour ahead, and he's talking to the same smack, and he, but he's talking to a guy he don't even know. And this dude is fresh out of the pen, and he's a gangbanger. So, you know, he's he young, too. So he wild. So anyway, the guy, I guess the guy spit on him or something and walked out to the gym. So the young kid comes back with a hood on and takes it off. He says, now what? The guy in the chest two times, boom, boom, dead. Wow. So nothing in the papers and nothing like this. So I'm like, dang. And I'm thinking to myself, what if I was there about the same time we normally there? And my boys, in the old gyms, they have a little stage. Yep. And that's where my boys used to play at. And I'm like, what if this dude is shooting at this guy, hits one of my sons, then I, 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 him. Because, like, here's the thing. I'm not running from nobody. I'm in the hood. I've got my brothers. If you you don't think my brothers is and everybody ready to do what we're going to do? So I ain't running nowhere. But they, it sounds better when it says, oh, Lamar scooped up all three of his boys and ran out. Man, I, I don't do that from the hood. Boom. So that's the story they wanted to make it seem like it's all big and like that. Man, no, the guy got killed before I got in there. Then they had to take the stuff. And I was like, you know what? Instead of putting my boys, because I used to bring some other guys down there to play because I'm like, the talent is in the hood. But it's not worth it. I got these guys that can jump over the rim. They can't spell cat if you spot them to see in the T, but they can D your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> but I will not bring you down there to take no spelling tests and to be real smart. I'm telling you, play against the greatest talent. And it's down in the hood. That's where all of the, the players are at. Yep. When you get to the university, guess what? You're gonna you're gonna play against them dudes, the one that made it to the for the scholarship. But he's gonna be from some hood. That's why you can offer these youngsters anything because they don't have nothing. So you can give them a pair of shoes or say, join my AU team, here's a hundred dollars, and they feel loyal to you. They be like, I'm assigned with whoever. So they just happy whatever you give them, not, not understanding, hey, you're the commodity. If you know your self-worth, then you won't make these silly decisions because they'll show you what's in front of the gate, but they ain't going to never open that gate and show you everything behind it. Hey, LeVar, you've uh, obviously talked about the fact that the Bulls were riding high when Lonzo was running the point. They were number one in the East at the All-Star break last year, and unfortunately, Lonzo got hurt. He hasn't played since last January. We've heard all kinds of conflicting reports and rumors about Lonzo's future. Set the record straight. Where's Lonzo's knee health at and will he be able to play NBA basketball again? Yeah, but it's a better story when you say, oh, his career. You got a lot of folks to sit out for a year or two. Look at Michael Porter, the dude for Denver. I mean, come on. Look at how long Zion's been. But the ball name is good for business. So you want some stories, you got to say, oh, he's not coming back as fast as he could. He could come back faster, but he had to be in Cali. And you know who could make him come back faster? Me. Folks don't understand. When he was running heels and doing my stuff, you don't get hurt. They got hurt when they got to the NBA. Stop got away from me. Because if you were still with me, guess what? You're still going to be eating eggs and stuff in the breakfast, and you're still going to be drinking that milk. You ain't going to have all the bone tears and all this stuff, man, because you're going to eat the stuff I tell you to eat, what you've been doing to get you there. And everybody likes to say, oh, I don't think you should have worn them big ball of shoes. No, you got hurt in them Kobe's. You wearing another dude's shoe. Now you got knee problems and all this stuff, man. But these, these folks around the way they're training him, the way they're doing him. I'm like, man, 
just even 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 planning back in the day, man, you can't start no car running 100 miles an hour and then turn the engine off and talk about let's go again at the third quarter. And understand it's better to play Lonzo through the game, two, three quarters, and then shut him down. When you shut him down, you shut him down. That's why I don't put it in, out, in, out. You're going to tear his body up. He's been playing like that all his life. So now your knees and joints and everything starting and going all the time. You're going to tear your stuff up. But you can't get super strong on the goddamn treadmill. And you're going to feel some pain whenever you ain't did nothing for a long time. You're going to feel some pain to get through that. But you got to do some therapy. You got to do some type of running in the water. Because that water is therapeutic. But then they also got to do some strength training. These guys are doing the right way. They got all this high-tech stuff, these rubber bands, and got him, uh, what the hell they had him doing? He was showing something when he was boxing. I was like, what that got to do with anything, son? You ain't fighting nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just beating up on the thing. Oh, I was like, what is that doing? The shoulder's getting stronger, what? Let's do some, some military press. Well, let's do some shoulder press. Let's do some bench press. Let's go back to the old school, man. Let me get you with this pig eye and get you right, son. When you run into people, you're knocking them over. But you go with these rubber bands and bouncing on these balls and doing all this other stuff and swinging stuff this way, talking about it's good for that. You want to throw some harder passes? How about we throw the ball the length of the court 100 times a day? Get stronger doing it that way. Medicine ball and all that. Yeah, but I think I think Bulls fans right now, LaVar, are wondering when when can Lonzo play basketball again? When will he be back on the court? Be, like I told him, do everything slow. Until you, don't be 70% and try to come out there. Be 100%. This, this, this is what I explain to him and what I tell him all the time. I say, son, people are like this. Well, if it's only two games left, you might as well sit out to see you. I say, son, if it's two games left and you're 100%, you better play them two games. Because this is the game that you love. So whenever you're 100%, come back and be ready to go. It ain't about sitting out one game, 20 games. and What about the money and that stuff like that? No. Nah. Just make sure you're healthy and, and good to go where you can play the same way. Because here's the thing. My son don't have to be People say he ain't played in a year. He got to do He don't get tired anyway because he throw them long passes. Play a little defense here and there. Once you know how to play, Stacy, you still know how to play. I know how to play, but our body won't allow us to play. But we don't have to play for years, and we know how to go get in the post or how we going to screen and roll. Just the game is simple. But people like to make it sound where you haven't played in a year or two. And this, I mean, you ain't got to play for three or four years. If you know how to play up here, you can play forever. As long as your body can hold up for it. Like Lonzo, he rebound, outlet the ball. It's going to be very simple because he's not trying to over dribble, go through the back and do all this stuff, do all this scoring. Let everybody else do that. If you shoot three threes a quarter, that's all you got to do and make two of them. And make sure everybody's running fast. So when you stop, you're doing a straightaway the same shot. Yeah, that that LeVar, that's one of the areas that he's really, really missed is the transition. You know, he's a guy yes. that go in there and get rebounds, and then he's looking up the floor, not even dribbling. He turns and looks. Which, that's a lost art. That is something that you don't see guys. Everybody's always got to put the ball on the floor before they make a pass. This right. kid, this kid get a rebound, turn, see it, boom, and pitch it up ahead, and it's a layup or dunk on the other end. You don't see that. And I think, you know, when you watch him play last year, because, you know, we when he was in New Orleans, we see him twice a year. You know, and so you don't really get an appreciation for him. I know as a broadcaster until you see him in person. And when I saw him in person for us last year, I knew in preseason, I'm like, man, this kid taking us to a different level. I said, because he rebounds from the point guard position and the NBA is 95 percent pick and roll and switching. And so at six foot six, he can switch on a Giannis. He can switch on a LeBron James. He's strong enough to be able to not have a double team, which is very noticeable when you see a six foot six 
six guard and there, there's no one coming down to help him because he can defend that. He'll either right. take the ball from him if you put the ball on him, and he's strong enough to keep you from backing in. He was the second leading rebounder last year before he went out. He was shooting over 45% from the three-point line, and his assist totals were off the charts. He led the team in assists. So when you take all that out, this lineup, that's like losing three players, and that's what people don't understand. See, that's why I love your style, man. You understand, but see, when you explain it to people like that, they don't get it. No. I'm like, man, you got to be a, a, a basketball mind for that. And you, and you that's why I like you so much because it, it makes so much sense. And I just be like, man, this guy's cold right here. And, it, and, it's, and it's weird because you know so much, but your name is not LeBron or Kobe. And it's like, dude, this is Stacey K. Okay, y'all didn't buy his shoes and nothing like that. He wasn't a superstar that everybody was thinking of, but you're so smart about the game and they don't understand that. That's why I was like, dude, that dude is very smart and intelligent. He understands the game of basketball. On some of the stuff that you would say, I was just like, man, ain't no commentators doing that. None. Because they don't get it. But I appreciate but it. But I, I love your style, Stacey, man. I like listening to you, man. And you just keep it real and it's it's it's, it's fun. But it's also fun just hearing you commentate on the thing and, and doing those little some of those talks. I think you sound like uh, dude Bane. Oh man, <laughs> you, just, you just got you got charisma with the with the thing. I mean, you're not just a square guy. Oh yeah, good job. Man. It's, you, you got that flow that makes me be like, oh man, this guy's nice. I like that. I appreciate that. But going back to that man, but you guys understand the game. And I was, like I said, Lonzo is is, is going to be fine. He's only 25 years old. He can get his stuff together, and he's gonna be ready to play and, and do his thing again, you know. And, and but people just gotta stay off of that and thinking, oh, you're gonna come back tomorrow or next week or next month. I mean, he had some debris and a nerve that's gonna cause you to do some other things. That's why he couldn't get nothing done. It was a nerve. Some of the debris was in the nerve. Don't allow you to bend and stretch like that. But all that's done now. So now it's about getting your strength back and then getting your endurance. And once you get your strength back, now you can see how long you can do it for. And that's but but you're going to have some type of pain. Anything you haven't done, like a, let's say you don't work out for like a year or two, or that first day you you gonna do the thing, but the motions the next day you're gonna be like, oh shit, I don't want to do this no more. Now I see why I ain't worked out. Doing sit ups, yeah. push ups, or whatever. That's how people get out of shape because you get complacent. I don't like doing no pull ups and no dips, but I, I I get my ass up two three times a week doing pull ups and dips because I tell myself if you don't have your blood flowing, you're gonna die. <laughs> push up, push up. Yeah. So I stay like that. I say, man, but if I get out of shape, I'm gonna be so out of shape, it's gonna be hard to get back. Cause you get this mindset that's that's like, no, nah, I'm gonna do it. But then you'd be like, it's so easy not to do it. And if you don't have nobody telling you, but that that convinces me every time when I see folks a little different pain. I'll be like, man, imagine if I didn't just lay here and don't do nothing. Now my blood ain't flowing the same. And it's like, oh, it ain't gonna be this. You gotta do a little something. Cause it ain't. Like I said, you have all the money in the world, but first there's health and then there's wealth. You got all this money, you can't move, can't do nothing. It's used to having all the money, you sick all the time. So that's why I say, hey man, make sure I do a little bit of something. I'm I'm out of shape, but this is the worst I'm gonna get. Hey Lavar, I, I, I've used one of your lines uh, all the time with my wife. When uh, she complains about something, I say, hey, I didn't marry my wife. I married the mother of my children. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, hey, that's one of Lamar's lines, and it, was, it works well. That's good. See, you're confusing me with that. You know what I tell my wife, too? I told her this, make it go crazy. I say, sweetheart, I don't like nothing about you, but I love everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other, the other thing I read, Lavar, is how you told the, uh, the boys that 
anytime they want to, they can call their mother a bitch. But then they better understand the consequence and how that, explain the context of that because I love it. It's great. My, my, my thing is this, and that's what everybody was saying. I said, hey, man, don't talk crazy to, to your mama. But hey, if you want to, go ahead. But don't talk crazy to her. And you know when you get sick, I don't clean up, no throw up. I don't make no soup. So don't talk crazy and then go back to her for help or something. You won't be mean to her, be mean to her all the way through your life. Don't ever ask her for nothing. Don't do nothing for her and just do it like that. So if you want to take that, go right ahead. But it's okay. You cool with me? Cool. Certain stuff I ain't going to do. And you're going to need your mom to, you know, to help you homework, whatever. So I'm saying if you want to cross that line and be on that side, don't come back on that other side being nice now. And now, now you, you think about it like, I want to disrespect them like that. But once you disrespect them once, that's it. Ain't no more nice, nice person. So you might be like, man, I don't feel too good. Well, I ain't coming to sit by the bedside. Now your mom should change the seats. She'll do all the stuff for whatever you need. I ain't gonna be like that. So figure it out. Now that's why the boys they love their mama to death. Do whatever she wants. Because I don't want you to be good one time and then bad the other time. Because I, I, I'm not a wishy-washy type guy. If I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I ain't gonna do like your boy Shannon Sharp. Act like you want to fight. <laughs> And then the next day you want you want to apologize? Sorry, <laughs> yeah, because the people upstairs told you, "Hey, about to say you sorry." Yeah, because we can't have you on the show acting the wild and out like that. Me, I can wild because ain't nobody got no control of the big ball. Control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that can do this. Hey, hey Lavar, we've got we got a lot of people on the uh, chat here on YouTube that are watching the show live, and everybody keeps asking me about that one on one game with Michael Jordan. Do you ever ever get any progress on that? Man, here's the thing: one on one, my competitive skills to win is too strong, and he was too light in the tail to mess with me. One on one, <laughs> there's nothing he can do. I'm too fast and too strong. I bag him in. Even if he try to stop me, I lift him off his feet, and I just give him a jump hook with the right or the left. We'll give him a nice little bank shot step through. Easy money. He's 210 pounds. Not anymore. Or 270. <laughs> or 270. And here's the thing. Even to today, people be like, man, Michael Jordan, can he beat you one? Mike can't do nothing with me right now. Mike is 50-something years old. I'm 55, and I drink milk all day and eat steaks. He's so smoking cigars and drinking cognac. How you going to run through me? Good so point. I'm telling you right now, there's no way. Five on five, yeah, one on one. I always bet on myself. I ain't betting on nobody else. I ain't betting on no game or nothing like that. But me, one on one, never lost. Even when I was in junior high, high school, elementary, every time I played one on one, I won. Never lost. Ain't got to worry about it. Always the strongest and the fastest. So one on one, look at Mike's name and be like, oh, that's Michael Jordan. I can't do nothing with me. Just because he dark skinned on me, he can run me over. <laughs> I was a strong light skinned brother. And a lot of killers just dark skinned in the hood. I was one of the strongest. It was like that, that, that silverback gorilla. That was me. <laughs> that silverback, the strongest one out there. Hey, tell us about the New York Jets. New York Jets. Dude, you know, come fresh out of, out of like, uh, college and just go to the pro football field with no, no practice or none. I didn't even play no college ball, but just a pure athlete. I run a 406 in the 40, and I went to 270 pounds with a 50-something inch vertical, benching 500 pounds. I wasn't just an athlete. I was the same dude who could do flip-flops on the ground. 
swing a bat, pitch. I was a diver too. I can do a three and a half off a three meter board. Splash, no splash. Greg Lugano style. <laughs> Nobody can do that. <laughs> Go on the football field and play tight end, defensive end, whatever you want. But just a pure athlete, but I had no pass. I just want to play. I love playing sports, man. Just uh, I don't like watching them, but I love playing. I can do them all. That's why I'm telling you, so athletic at everything. That's why it's just, I'm a, I was a cold piece of work, man. You got you got to think about it. That's why my boys are so good, man, because you get all these superstars and, and the kids don't be that good. And then it's the guy who did okay in basketball. His kid usually be one of the superstars. Talk a little bit about the dynamic of your boys growing up and, and you know, your wife, Tina. You know, because I know sometimes, you know, I know my wife would always say I'm too hard on my kids. You know, you can't do that. You're too hard on them. Mm. How was the dynamic with, with, with your wife? Man. That's why they so good, because Tina on my side. Man, I'll, I'll give you a story, man. We lost a game when he was young, and, and uh, I think one of the, I think it was Jello. Yeah, Jello had 40, 40, 40 something points, and Lonzo had 20 something. And uh, she told him, God damn it, if you would have had 45, what about two? <laughs> See, that's the type of thing you need when you lose. You don't need no mama to say, you know what? Oh, your dad's a little hard. It's okay. She was riding with me the whole time. So them boys are super competitive and they never look for no. And the fact that she didn't play volleyball or something like that, so she know the game of basketball. You got to get a basketball girl, basketball wife to understand the game. And, and she never sugarcoated nothing. Like, like Melo, uh, when he was in kindergarten, we were playing a sixth grade team. And, and then the guy knocked Melo down. You know, this dude's like 11, 12 years old. Melo's five, six. But Tina couldn't go out on the court and be like, you hurt my baby. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Tina like, get up. Let's go. Like, there you go. You got to treat him like that. Man, you should have seen the stuff that Melo was doing. I had Melo on a 17U. And he was 11. Wow. And people because I let him talk like he was 17 years old. And he would be 11 and shoot that high rainbow, excuse my language, and say, in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> and they're looking at it, coming out this 11-year-old boy, like, what the? But I let him, I let him, I let him trip like that because I, I treat him like a grown folks. And Tina did it in the same way. My mom and dad one time said, hey, man, is it all right if I uh, ride to the game with you guys? And I'm like, sure. And, you know, to get my boys ready for the game, we listen to DMX. So every, you know, and my boys, word for word, that's in the whole way. My mom and dad is looking like, what are you doing? Let them tell us that they're getting ready for the game. That was the last time they rode with us. Because <laughs> I let my boys be that type of, you know, we never babied them or nothing like that. So that's why they were super competitive, even when they was babies. Who can hang on the bar the longest? Who can run the fastest? One more time, Dan, one more time. Man, so they developed this competitive edge. And people used to have the stories where saying, oh, the big brothers are always beating up on the little brothers. That's how they got better. People don't understand. They never had the backyard one-on-ones because I was a trainer. So I put my three boys when they were, let's say Melo was seven, Jello was uh, nine, and Lonzo's 10. But I'm training these kids in the backyard on basketball, and they were, you know, 15, 16. And my narrative was like, if you guys can't beat my three boys in the backyard, how are you going to get on a varsity team and, and, and be able to play? 
So I got my boys understanding you at home court advantage. We never lose here. So they competitive. The next hour, the next 14, 15 year olds come. The next hour, and, they, and my boys, my three get to play against them and never lose. Swinging that ball, shooting them threes and not missing. And they way bigger and faster than my boys. We play half court. So that's how they got so good. So now you got, I'm training Monday through Friday. So Saturday and Sunday is like a, a, a family deal where we go to the AAU or go whatever and be like, yo, let's see what we can do beating up these folks. So they was always the underdog and we always outrun them. And I always outthink them. Pass the ball and travel faster in the air. So now you got all three up. I got Melo and Jello pressuring the ball at the top. You're not going to ever get a rebound too much. So guess what? When the ball is shot, leak out to the other end, make a miss, we throw in that long pass. So now, folks, it's like, dang, the transition they're getting. So we're making the whole game transition the whole time. That's how my boys is used to playing. You make a shot, leak out. You ain't doing nothing else but sitting there watching the ball and then trying to box out. But let's leak out as many times as we can. So guess what? If you pass the ball in half court five times, you got five times to make a turnover. But if I pass it once, you only got one time to get it, then I shoot it. And we rebound it. So we ain't going to have too many turnovers. We'll have a lot of shots. These guys used to shoot 30 out of 40 and think they're doing good. And we shoot 40 out of 100 and beat you by 20. That's how you play this game. Now when people get 130, 140, folks be like, oh, they scored a lot. There's no defense. I said, nah, we play the best defense ever. Don't be mad because ours only lasts for eight seconds. <laughs> hey, Lamar, so you started out this show talking about uh, that, that you're an entertainer, and we have yes. been thoroughly entertained. I know our audience has as well. We want to thank yes. you so much for joining us. Like, give me the hot Man. sauce. We're going to send some of Stacey's signature hot sauce your way, too. Hey, okay. Pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I love Mexican food, so some hot sauce. Give me the hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> we got hey, a, we we got a stuff too, man. Well, I'll have Stacy get some information on you guys, man. And I'll have my guy Joe send you a couple of sweatsuits. Joe King! I got y'all covered. Joe King! Yeah. <laughs> Joe King, that's what they call him. Joe King! <laughs> Nobody can say hey, me, Joe Stacey, King! It's been a pleasure, man. And, and time flies when you're having fun. And you guys, I have to tell you this, a, a, a lot of folks like to get on here and have a lot of conflict. But when I get to just talk to you guys like that, man, it's so refreshing and fun. It's, I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. got some other hidden agendas. And they're like, oh, Lamar, yes, Lonzo's doing good. But what happened to Joe in China? Did he steal something? Yeah. yeah. No, nah, we you know, about, hey, we better have fun. Knows, not, you know, I'm like, but just talking to you guys, man, it's, it's, it's cool, man. So I know next time I make it down to Chicago, man, I'm just coming to holler at you. Yeah. yeah come on up to the studio. Appreciate it. Yes. I'll holler at you right. when you come to Chicago, big dog. Oh, I'm, I'm for sure. Stacey, I sure will, man. Tim, uh, my man, Mark, right? Yes, yes. Thanks, yes. LeVar. We appreciate Thanks, you joining us. I'll be a pleasure to see from y'all, to hear from you again, all right? All, all right, big dog. Take I'll take care. care. Big baller! LeVar Ball, yes, our guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Hey, the big baller was fantastic. It's not very often we get somebody <laughs> who's a bigger personality than Christopher Walken. What do you think about that, Chris? What do you think about that big baller interview? I'd like one of them sweatsuits. <laughs> I mean, if you want to look good and as a gangster, I mean, my next film... The King of New York, part two. I got to wear the big baller. You think you could get a, a job in the NBA playing with the uh, three ball brothers? Not me. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're 80 years old. <laughs> Maybe security. <laughs> Tell the folks how they get some of that hot sauce. We're going to be sending some out to Chino Hills for LeVar Ball. 
I know, and then I don't know who's packing it, but it's yeah, not that's your be guy me. whispers. I know the guy's. I don't know what he's doing all the time, but <laughs> he's always packing something. Anyhow, I think uh, he's going to enjoy this hot sauce, and he's going to add the three B's to it. <laughs> hmm? Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, anyhow, if you want to get <laughs> <Anywho>. some yourself. <laughs> How can the folks at home, mere mortals, get this delicious hot sauce? Go to gimmethehotsauce.com and use code KING21. Get 21% off your first order. What, what's uh, LeVar's favorite, you think? What do you think he'll like the best? You know he's going to like it hot. <laughs> Probably that 1871. That could be used in one of these altercations he's talking about. It could be used as a weapon, right? That's right. Shake it up. Are you done reading? No. Okay, you're done. Anyway. Um, <laughs> da, 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 oh, breaking, we got breaking news breaking news, NFL, breaking news. Yeah. No, no, wow. not the NFL. Breaking news. All right. The hot sauce. The hot sauce is going to oh, be. Oh, this is even better. I'm working with Goose Island on a special burger for the month. Wow. And they're going to use the hot sauce on the burger. So it's going to be a hot sauce themed burger. So nice. It's going to be in the Goose Island, you know, restaurants and stuff. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Just, uh, big news. I just, uh, signed off on that, uh, you know, uh, yesterday. And so Very nice. I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to create, we're either going to create something off with the barbecue sauce or the sauce of Verde. We haven't decided yet. They're going to taste yeah. it. They're going to take the, the Goose Island. People are going to taste it, find out which one they can, some they ideas. They should pair they each one it. up with one of their beers. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. It's a pairing. You know, but you know, you don't need to say that. I already knew that. Just be quiet. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, hey, I'm trying to help out. 30 years no. of abuse. Oh, my God. It's, it's, Just it's, like Whispers. Uh, America, America, what did I tell you last time Whispers wasn't here? I'm glad he's not here. <laughs> Look, America. Yeah, he's blinking again. Three we blinks. Three blinks oh, called 911. That's why I get sealed out. I get it. Oh, my God. This guy here. <laughs> Let's go, me. Next, on to the next one. Hey, it's not very often that uh, Tom Brady retiring gets uh, th- third segment attention, but that's what happened. He went in front of his camera on the beach somewhere in Florida or, or California and just uh, humbly said, uh, that's it. I'm retiring for good. Uh, what do you think about the great Tom Brady? Seven Super Bowl championships, more than any other single franchise. I think he's coming back. No, he's done. <laughs> I think he's coming back. He, he looked yeah. he looked kind of old this last year. You know, Mark, it's uncalled for. The great Tom the Brady. League. The great. First of all, the great Tom Brady. If he, you know, yes, he's getting old. You know, maybe the TB12 juice wasn't being delivered to Tampa <laughs> Bay this year. But you know, I, I could see him going in the booth. Going in the booth. I don't know if it's Fox or somebody. They're waiting for him. He's got a three hundred million yeah, dollar contract yeah. waiting for him. Three three hundred million. Yeah. Oh, shit, well, I think it might be three. I think it oh might be three hundred fifty million. Whispers. Oh, Remember what that was? Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Three hundred some million. Yeah, to be, be a commentator, be the number one analyst. Because Greg Olson has been very uh, candid about saying that you know he's going to be the number one guy in the Super Bowl, but he's got to move over because TB twelve is stepping in. As the yeah, one uh, you know Greg Olson. As good as Greg Olson is, I think he does a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can slide over, brother. Right, right. You know, you getting paid three hundred fifty million. Yeah, you probably getting paid ten million. Uh, you just hey hey, get your shine Money box. Talks, yeah. Get your shine box and go to the back, okay? Okay, get your shine box, Joey, and go to the back because Tom is coming to the front of the line with three hundred fifty million. They are not going to put him on number two. And our guys just uh, pointed out it's three hundred seventy five million. Oh, so woo, the yeah. price keeps going up as he wins more Super Bowls. Good luck to him. The other Good thing that was interesting time. we saw in media. This was on our our partners at six seventy the score. They had Patrick Mahomes Senior was a former major league baseball Smoking pitcher. Smoking a pack. Was, was really a good uh, athlete. And he was talking about his son. 
He Ouch. was on the Parkinson Spiegel show, and they were asking him about the fact that the Bears had the third pick in the draft oh, that year. He just, and he said that the Bears, Ryan Poles at the time, told him that they were going to draft him with the third pick in the draft. Ryan and, Pace. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ryan Pace. Yeah. Under the bus yeah. Yet. Yeah, don't, Ryan yeah, Pace. Don't get everybody burning down Poles house. Ryan Pace, excuse me, <laughs> uh, had, had said that he was. He told Patrick Mahomes they were going to take him at number three. Then all of a sudden, as the draft got closer, uh, Pace got infatuated with Mitch Trubisky. And as we know what happened, he traded up from three to two, gave up all the draft capital to take a guy he could have had at three. And, you know, Mahomes' father said, yeah, his son was really excited about being a Chicago Bear. He was promised that they were going to take him with the pick, and he, and he was really looking forward to starting his NFL career in Chicago. Think about how life could be different for Chicago football fans if they had made the right pick there. Pace. Hurt. Pace. Hey, listen, Pace. Pace. Oh, is he gone? He's, he's in Atlanta now. There's so many ex-Bears that are in Atlanta working. He should hide. <laughs> you should really hide. You should never. You're not welcome back in Chicago, Mr. Pace. That mm-hmm. to hearing that story and and you because I was wondering why they didn't draft him. You know, and uh, I mean, what made you fall in love with Mitch Trubisky? I mean, was it his was it his uh, matinee idol looks? I mean, <laughs> seriously, yeah. like what 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 made you as a football player? You only played, played one, one year in North Carolina. One year yeah. in North Carolina. Yeah. What what did he do that impressed you enough to move up and get rid of all your draft capital? I have no idea. And and sell the farm for him. Okay. Now he did make a Pro Bowl, but that's kind of a you know somebody got injured. Like yeah, eight quarterbacks got injured, yeah. and you know so he got put in there. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Pace. Oh, I, he, I wish Mahomes' dad wouldn't have said that. Because that yeah. just, if you're a Bears fan, man, that just rips at your heart. Because you could, probably could have been in the playoffs. You might have been a Super Bowl contender with their defense that they had. And you got a quarterback that is so dynamic yeah. like that. Probably could have taken them to another level because their defense has always been stout during that time. Even when Trubisky was there, their defense was awesome. I don't know if they would have got the weapons for the kid. You know, um, you know, you, there's no Kelsey. There's no, you know, there's no Cheetah. You know, they don't, the Bears didn't have any of those kind of players there to to uh, take some pressure off a young quarterback. So you don't know how he would have played here. But I do know this. He's a bad man. Yeah. And when you hear it from the father, you know, it's true. You know, if it had been some guy that was a you know a former teammate or some guy yeah. in the media, when the, when his dad tells you, yeah, he wanted well, to be dad, a Bear. His dad, his dad was probably active in in, yeah. in in the draft process because he was a major league pitcher. Right. So he was probably just like the agent. He was right there with the agent. He was right there screening teams. So he he knew what was going on. So what he told you was not far fetched. He's telling you the truth because he probably was in the room when that right. promise was right, made. Right. And so when you tell someone that, and, you know, it's just like, you know, Bob Sugar, you know, <laughs> Bob Singer, you know, and they said, you know, he switched from Jerry Maguire. He said, hey, you know, I thought your 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 word was, you know, as strong as oak. Yeah, you know, Jerry, I, I, you know, you know, you're with the, you know, you're with the little guy, whatever his name is. You know, I had I had to go, you know, to Cush somewhere else. You know, what I'm saying he passed. Yeah. He, he left. He left Jerry Maguire to go with Bob Sugar because Bob Sugar promised him a better deal. So Pace is Bob Sugar. Bob Sugar Pace, that's your new nickname, Bob Sugar, because you you could have cost the, the Bears a franchise quarterback. Oh, yeah. but the words were he was hurt that he was lied to. Yeah, well, that happens a lot. Well, you got a franchise quarterback now. Okay, treat him right. 
Treat him right, Bears. Yeah, get him right. some weapons. Get him some people in the field that can take this team to another level offensively. We know the defense is always going to be stout. You know, uh, Khalil Mack supposed to be. Hey, Khalil Mack might be. We might be able to get Khalil Mack back, baby. <laughs> we might be. He's getting ready to get cut. I think for the Charges in a yeah, casualty. I'm, I'm, money, yeah. Hey, America, I'm watching the waiver wire because you know I do play fantasy football. <laughs> so, so Khalil Mack maybe you know he may be out. He may be there. They definitely know. need an edge rusher. There's no yes, get an edge that. rusher, baby. Yeah. Get you some receivers. Oh my goodness! Trade that pick. Trade it. So, what did you think about the 49ers uh, coming down to the fact they had two quarterbacks busted up? And they had Christian McCaffrey oh. playing Wildcat in, in, a, in Listen, a conference championship game. America, that, was, that was sad. Actually. America, how much more? How much more pain can San Francisco have? They dominated. They were well, since they got McCaffrey. I think they were twelve and one, and uh, they lost their first game. They got him, but they won twelve straight, and they were on a roll. Their defense was was one of the best defenses in the league. To be able to go out like that, the Purdy kid was going to be a great story. It was like, you know, here's like, it's like yeah. Wally Pip. You know, here he is. He, here is Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. No one's counting anything about this kid. You know, he saves the season. Saves the season because everybody thought the season was over. So Trey Lance is out. Jimmy G's out. Now we go to Mr. Irrelevant. He comes in. He's like Tom Brady. It's like, oh, my God, this is the second coming of Tom Brady. Takes the team all the way to the, you know, NFC championship. Gets hurt on, like, a routine play. You know, I didn't know when he got hurt it was that serious. I just thought he had, like, a stinger in his elbow. Like, you know, you had, yeah. sometimes you bang your elbow. Yeah, yeah. And he had a dead feeling. I give that kid a lot of credit. Yeah, the next he, day you, know, you find you know, out let me UCL tear. He came back yeah. out there and tried to play. Couldn't throw. I think he threw a screen pass. Yeah. The only pass he threw. And uh, that's why I'm telling you, that's why you almost got to have four quarterbacks on the roster, man. Like you, you might have to get rid of a, a extra DB, you know, yeah. you know, they may not be playing. You might have to get an extra well, quarterback. For the whole season, they went through four of them. From well, Trey Lance you know to Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and, yeah, listen, you know, they started to ask uh, Kyle Shanahan, you still, can you throw a little bit? Well, Steve Young said he was warming up in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Steve Young, <laughs> hey, Steve Young would be better than Josh, whatever that kid's Josh name is. Josh Johnson. Josh yeah. Johnson came out there. Yeah, he man. got his lights turned oh, out, too. Oh, my God. He, he been on, he's been on like 30 teams. I was like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Like, And he got out there, and he was like a deer in headlights. They had no had no plays for him. Like it was just like you know everything was set up for Purdy. You know you thought they would change the playbook a little bit, get him outside the pocket, run him a little bit more, throw some more screen bubble screens, uh, get Debo Sanders the ball, maybe go direct Wildcat. You know just get both him and McCaffrey. You know the ball. Uh, they should have called me because that's that Shanahan's him. fault though. Uh, hey, listen, they should have called me. Him. They should have called me because I run the Wildcat with the 49ers <laughs> on, on Madden and it works. Okay, so Kyle Shanahan, you should call me. I'm gonna put. You and I would put you in four receivers outride. Give me the Wildcat with Debo or, or C Mac, and let's run. But how would that blocking scheme using Kittle and a wide receiver? No, it was a backup tight end. It was a backup tight end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one he got hurt on? He's saying he did. He tried that a few times. And yeah. what, what do you that think? didn't work real well. No. No. Hey, we'll talk more about the Super Bowl yeah. matchup in our next episode since we have a two week buildup. <sighs> Time now for America's favorite segment What Are We Watching? And this week's Segment is brought to you by none other than Bigger's Mazda. Their Biggers. sizzling new Elgin location at Randall Road is the biggest Mazda store in the state of Illinois. Recently celebrating their grand opening, Bigger's is offering a bottle of Stacy's signature hot sauce with the first test drives of new or pre-owned vehicles. It's your choice. Everything from the coolest SUVs to the stunning Miata. Come join the fun at 2100 Randall Road in Elgin at Bigger's Mazda. We well, thank them for their support. Yeah, well, Have you ever driven a Miata, Stacy? 
Don't worry about that. But what I was going to say is, you know, we, we, we're very stingy with the hot sauce to the hot sauce crew over here. We don't really give out the hot sauce. It's a sweatshop over here. So I found out from Biggers, Mr. Biggers, Jim, he, he told me that Francisco has been over there the last three weekends test driving um, Miatas. Is that and, right? And so he's gotten a free bottle of hot sauce. So that's how that's his only able, way you can get that's hot sauce. That's the only sauce? way you can get hot sauce. Wow. Hot sauce. That's smart, uh, I, man. I, I go I, whenever you tell me to get the hot sauce, I usually just grab one more, throw it in my pocket. See, look at him. <laughs> there you go. He, he, we and got then, you on film, Francisco. Yeah. Right we caught that, you stealing yeah, from the back. Crime. We <laughs> got you stealing on the back. We just allowed you to think that we didn't see you. Okay. Assume you know. Boy, wait yeah. till he steals the Miata and said, "I just came here for the hot sauce." <laughs> yeah. See. So shout out to Biggers for allowing Francisco to drive a test drive cars every weekend to get the bottle of hot sauce. And if you wore that one T-shirt. I don't think you'd let him drive. You think no, he's old enough? No, no. He's driver's he, ed or I'll what? I'll tell you what, he needs to be over in Hooters with that T-shirt on. <laughs> he's going to throw some water on a wet T-shirt contest. Put on the orange shorts. Woo! And those what shorts? The little orange shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The little orange shorts. The little orange shorts, baby. Oh, man. That might be that might be one of our little props we bring in one day. Throw on a little tight Mount Prospect uh, gym T-shirt from 1972 and then throw some little orange shorts. Yeah, in February. Yeah. I, I, you, you said uh, whispers as you watched a movie that uh, some people thought wouldn't be that great. Uh, you what's, people. Your, what's your review? Yeah, you people. Yeah. You, people. Yeah. you people. Stacey, you, Stacey you wouldn't watch people. that. What you do know? you mean, you Come people? On. You people. <laughs> I thought it was good. I, I, I thought it was, you know. Tell, tell was, the folks who's in that. Uh, well, you got uh, Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy yeah. and, and some other people. I don't know who they are. But you got some other stars that just show up cameos like Elliot Gould and stuff. But so you got this uh, Jewish family. With this kid, Jonah Hill, who does a, a podcast, oddly enough. Oh, wow. On, on black culture. And then gets. Who would know more than Jonah Hill, right? <laughs> right. And then gets involved with uh, his best friend's black. And then they uh, end up, uh, he ends up falling in love with a black girl, meets the hardcore Muslim black family. You know, the patriarch is is Eddie Murphy, who's just really rough on him. So would you really recommend it? or I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny and touched on stuff very, very well. I thought it was a good job. There's no good ending to it because I don't think you can end it well. But the 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 content in between the meat and the sandwich, I thought was pretty good. The meat and the sandwich. Stacy, what do you got for the folks? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I had a little blast from the past, and I was uh, watching TV the other night, and then the Five Heartbeats came on. I don't know, America, have you ever seen the Five Heartbeats? It's a classic. It's kind of it kind of rem- reminiscent of like Motown, and this little small uh, bunch of friends got together. Uh, they made an album. And then they went out touring and then it was, it, it's a great show. I mean, the great music, um, you know, Robert Townsend, um, I think created it, made it, it was a producer of it. Um, some really, really great music in that, in that, um, movie. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I mean, Eddie Kane, oh, nobody can say like Eddie Kane, <laughs> you want to be me flash. <laughs> you can never be me. Where's Robert Townsend today? Who? Robert Townsend. The Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, he's uh, he's made some. He's I think he's I think he is writes he? movies. He he writes movies. That's another guy I'm gonna have to reach out to. You know, Robert Townsend, yeah, get him on the awesome. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah he do. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. I've been going through the uh, Netflix library and uh, came upon a show called Kaleidoscope. The star of the show is uh, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad. Gus yes. Fring, you know Gus <laughs> Fring, and in, in this show he plays like a, a safe cracker who's losing his skills late, later on in life, and he plans for 25 years to get revenge on a partner who did him wrong, and that resulted in his wife getting killed. So the whole show is how he's planning to get revenge, and they 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 have this elaborate plan to bust into this guy's safe. And the weird thing about the show, though, is they they present the episodes out of order, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. 
The Prison Escape, though, is great. The first yeah. one. So is great. it a movie or is it a show? It's an eight-part series, series okay. on Netflix. So there's but, a chance there's a chance that the, the black gay might they might live at the end. That's what you're saying? Because you know, I, I don't go, think there's a real good chance. You know, yeah, that's not, see, see, America, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, this is what I'm talking about right here. This is starting to become a running joke. If you watch uh, any kind of movie, the black guy always gets killed first. Seriously. I, yeah. I sit in the movie now watching this. I think there's only one movie. He, he's no, no, there's no there's only a few movies the black guy didn't get killed. Blade. He didn't get killed. Yeah. Okay. But remember, remember LL Cool J in the shark movie where they had uh Thomas Jane, they had the electrical sharks and they was trying to kill Sharknado? No, it was Sharknado. <laughs> it was it had Thomas Jane on there, it had Samuel L. Jackson who got ate up by a shark. He he funded this money for this this uh you know, this stuff for oh, these sharks. Is, yeah, yeah. And um LL Cool J was a cook and he had like a parrot. And so I'm like, man. And so the sharks got into the, they got into the the laboratory. So they had to escape through the, you know, yeah. the water. And I was just waiting for LL to get ate up by a shark. I said, they already killed Samuel Jackson. So that might've been their quota, but because <laughs> <laughs> the only one guy get killed per show. So LL's going all around. He's got a parrot on his shoulder. He's in the kitchen. The water's deep. He's, and then he sees the shark and he's got like a little, what do you call those little hatchet? things they cut meat with a meat cleaver okay. he's got a meat cleaver and he's like trying to you know fight the shark off it but he didn't get he didn't get yeah. up. so i was really happy about that but <laughs> every every movie i've ever seen man is like it's like come on man let's be real let's keep it 100 okay black people when they see danger we don't sit there and watch it like right, hey, right. you know you hear gunshots like hey is that fireworks no we take off running the opposite yeah. direction but in the movie they make it seem like we're just gonna go to danger we're just gonna yeah, walk just to walk danger right towards, yeah. oh let's just go over here now that's somewhere so i just want to know in kaleidoscope did did uh g and carlo did he make it have you watched the whole thing yet i've watched the whole thing yeah it's did he make it not at the looking end? good for gus fring at the oh, end. see see <laughs> see see they even got didn't they get him on uh didn't they get him in uh, what about salt too yeah, oh yeah. It blew oh, his head off. See, see, <laughs> see. America. America. This is what I'm dealing with right here. So, okay. Hey, speaking uh, of the throwbacks, I was actually rewatching Friday Night Lights, you know, the original TV series. Oh, yeah. So I, I got through the, the last show. And when I watch it the first time, you know, they how they cut at the end when the ball's in the air and he's throwing that yep. Hail Mary. I always thought it fell down incomplete and that they lost. Yeah, they won. Yeah, because I looked and there's a scene where they're tearing down the scoreboard because they yeah. merged the two schools. Yeah, they merged the two and, schools. And it says Texas State Champions 2010. Yeah. For the last eight years, I thought they lost. So I'm happy now. The East Carolina's hey, got a state championship. So you know what? America, and the black guy didn't die. <laughs> That's right. He won the championship. Michael, Michael B. Right. Jordan Michael won the B. state Jordan championship. Michael B. Jordan was great in that. Play yeah, I'm going to tell you something. That was one of the best TV shows yeah, was. out I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, everybody got old. You know, Riggins was like 42 and he's still the fullback <laughs> at the high school level. Yeah. Riggins is still drinking and yeah. he's drinking with like 12, Texas 13. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Texas forever. <laughs> hey, six. Give me another Dad, one. Give me another. I mean, he's like 35 years old. Yeah. He's still the fullback running over children, <laughs> stiff arming kids, you know, as old as the coach. He started yeah. looking older than than uh, the coach. So, but it was one of the best shows. Well, why didn't they show him celebrate after that Hail Mary? Everybody's looking at the ball in the air. Because. Creative license. You know why? I'll turn it in. You know why? Why? The black guy. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want no one to see that. The black guy won a state championship. Yeah, that's and right. they beat the powerhouse team. That's right. That no one, because, you know, they had the stud quarterback on the other one. The dad was involved paying money. Yeah. And, you know, and so they had, J, what was his name? Uh, J.D. J.D. The stud no, that was from years before. 
No, that, that was no. the guy that, that got coach thrown out of. Uh, got him thrown, he got him thrown out of school. Yeah, yeah. But they end up losing the title to Michael B. Jordan. And that's when Kyle, Kyle, whatever his name is, came back from Texas State University and took over Texas, the crappy, yeah, the right. crappy team. They had no, Dillon, yeah. had no, he's still had no uniforms. They had no grass, no grass on the field. Yeah. <laughs> they were just playing in dirt. And, and Buddy, yeah. Buddy was, Buddy was like, you know, Buddy made a cow field into yeah, a, yeah. a field. That was one of the best shows. Listen, if you watch the movie. If you haven't watched it yet, man, you gotta you, check hey, it out. If you ever watched the movie Friday Night Lights, most of those characters came over to the actual yeah. TV show. Yeah, you can watch like all five seasons of uh, Friday Night Lights on Netflix. Awesome. If you got Netflix, awesome. check it if you out. Got if you got some time, it. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of. It takes uh, you back fun. to your glory days of high school. Yes, it's a oh, lot of fun. Friday Night Lights, yeah. baby. Hey, before we get out of here, we had a couple more sponsors we want to thank. Uh, did uh, Drew, the water guru, get a hold of you to say happy birthday? No, nah, he was still mad at me for teasing about the little woman beater, the uh, white beater shirt on <laughs> with the hairy back and all the gold chains. He got mad at me about that, America. I'm sorry, Drew the Water Guy. I'm sorry, man. Hey. Hey, but if you want to make sure you're getting the best water, you know, there's a lot of crappy Chicago area water. We only drink high quality angel water here high in the hot quality. sauce studios because it's hotter than hell in here. It is. It's a sweatshop in here for real. So stay hydrated all year long with water you can trust. That's angel water. Call Drew the Water Guru at 847-382-7800. And Stacy, is Mike waiting for you outside? No. You know what? Mike is on a uh, Bruce Springsteen tour. Oh, you he mentioned went to, it, He went to the Bruce Springsteen concert in Tampa, Florida. Shout out to my man, Mike. He'll be back, I think, tomorrow. Okay. Um, but he's a, remember I told you, he's a big Bruce Springsteen yes. fan. Yeah. So he's been all, I think he's seen Bruce uh, probably hundreds of times so he's going to tampa i think he's going to dublin ireland and then he's going to europe somewhere um but he's coming back though he's in tampa right now so he's had a blast he he said he didn't know why he's coming back i said i don't know why you come back either it's cold as hell here yeah like, i mean we just got back from florida and i i swear i got off the plane and when they open the door to plane and you start to walk out it's yeah. like it's like your mom slapping you for doing something crazy <laughs> like just slap the taste out your mouth it was so it was so freaking cold i couldn't believe how cold it was america and i'm not built for this i got thin blood now i got old people blood baby i got old people blood baby it's thin right now it's thin but i'm going to florida uh over over the break though oh you are oh me and me and timmy whispers timmy whispers invited me he invited me over to his uh little uh palatial estate uh over <laughs> in, fort Myers, in fort myers so i'm i'm, I'm possibly gonna go out there. i haven't committed to it yet what uh, mark, uh, mark, you going? <laughs> well, we're no, doing, we're doing the show from there right? listen you didn't should. get an invite mark that no, now he's gonna invite yeah. you now yeah you see how he oh, is my. he didn't even invite you he's like <laughs> since i brought up he's like oh now i gotta say oh, I gotta, damn I invite Mark. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mark, you want to go too? Yeah. So I haven't read America. I haven't really committed to it yet. Cause you know, uh, I might decide to go somewhere else. Hey, hey Mark, if you commit fast, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Tim, I don't have to stay at your place. Okay. I got other places I can no, stay. No, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> I got other places I can stay, you know, because I, I've already learned from you anyway. Like, you can't trust Timmy Whispers. Timmy Whispers, <laughs> you just can't trust him. You don't know. You don't know what to expect when you get there, Mark. I might get there and you call the police on me. Yeah. And I ring the doorbell. And there's an intruder. Or that crazy guy next door might show up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Me and him both. We'll both be trying to break in. Hey, I told you I already had a tuxedo t shirt down there see, for you. Look at that. See, see? <laughs> tuxedo t shirt. To hey. serve drinks and, and stuff. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> and if you need a ride to the airport, make what? sure to contact Windy City Limousine. They provide championship Hold service. Up, Mark. You know, Mark, that's not your read. Okay. Stay in your lane. That's my read. Hey, that's from LeVar. Don't Thank steal you. his line. Yeah, that's it. Thank you very much, Mark. I, I thought you had a date. I was trying no. to get you out of here. Mark, it's my read. 
All right, go ahead. Windy City. Windy City Limousine <laughs> provides a championship service. <laughs> Making a reservation is so easy, and it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact Windy City at 847 916-9300. That is windycitylimos.com. Give them code KING21. No, don't give them that because they'll, they will no. hang the phone up on yeah. you. Nothing off. They'll, 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 hang it, they'll hang the phone up on you. Don't listen to that. And we see Maddie over there. She's giving us Yeah, we got to get the fans going yeah, in here. So yeah, it's time yeah. to say goodbye to Maddie's America. Maddie's over here sweating like, yeah. we're in a, like we're in a hot yoga or something. What the hell's going on in here? <laughs> Turn the heat work out once. Once a week here in the it's Sriracha Studios. Man. Hey, I want to thank the big baller himself, LeVar Ball, baller. for joining us. I want to thank everybody on the uh, Twitch chat. We set records for people joining us live on YouTube. We're going to come at you on Sunday. I don't know the exact time, so check social media. We'll get you the exact time when got, that show We got a start. special guest. Yeah. Michelle Beadle. Yeah, she's going to be great. So we'll look oh, forward to yes. that as uh, the Bulls get ready to host the San Antonio Spurs the following night. So thank you so much for watching and listening, and make sure that uh, – you contact uh, GiveMeTheHotSauce.com to get your bottle of hot sauce. Stacy, got something We're else? We're coming soon. Drive home safe to Chicago. Beep, beep.